there's days where our time zone really, uh, I really feel the differences because um, last night, normally we record like between like 10 and 11 a.m. my time, which is like 6 or 7 p.m. Ella's time. Um, but last night, I don't know why I can't even blame the moon this time. Millie was just insane. She was like doing zoomies around the house, which is already enough. But then she was also climbing all of the shelves and then knocking things down, like very mm. classic cat behavior. But at like full middle of the night, like everyone, she was already asleep. So I don't know why she woke up and it was like time to be crazy. Um, so I went downstairs and I, I gave her food because that's usually why she's upset. It's like she has like late night cravings i guess fair enough fair, Me yeah too. yeah exactly it's the equivalent of like going, there. yeah you go and stuff your face for a second but so i gave her food and then she did seem like i was like okay like that's what it was but then 10 minutes later after eating a little bit she started zooming again it wasn't what it was no i i don't I, apparently not or it wasn't enough for her because it seemed like it was over she came back upstairs she was sort of sleeping and then I woke up like, I, I don't know how long. It's that thing where you're asleep. It could have been 10 minutes. It might have been an hour. But she was in the window and I think fell out of the window. Like she was sitting on the ledge and like slipped a little bit. And so there was like. Upstairs? Was she okay? Yeah, she was fine. She, I mean, she, oh, okay. she fell into the room. Not, not out of oh, the room. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she just like fell near the bed. But it was very loud. And I was like, yeah. what do you. Because she's not a clumsy cat. So I was like, what is going on with you? And then I realized like her claw was in the curtain. So I think she was like, she got stuck and was trying to pull it out. And then in trying to pull it out, slipped. And it was just like, can you just go to bed? What are you doing? Just sleep. Because Millie's bad at retracting her claws, isn't she? Like anyway, so mm, that is, yeah. Yeah. Prime for accident there. Yeah. And usually she doesn't full fall. Usually you, you just find her and she's just got a paw up and it's like, well, I could use some help. <laughs> like, bud. <laughs> that's such a funny image. <laughs> Honestly. So that's, um, um, yeah, so I'm tired now. <laughs> no, I, I understand. I don't know, Percy, actually, last night Percy was good, but Percy, last night it was just me because Michael was staying at a friend's mm-hmm. um, and she, like, was so chilled. But the last couple of nights where it's been both of us, she's like, yeah, I've been kind of crazy. Yeah. Do you restrict cat access at night? Like, do they only have access to certain rooms? No. Or do they pretty much roam I, everywhere? It depends. Like, sometimes, depending on the season, like, if we're trying to keep, you know, keep it hotter or cooler, the doors will be open or closed. But Millie can't stand an open door, and so she will claw at the carpet. A closed door, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but what? Yeah. Do, so do you do you keep purse Percy in every room? Yeah, we just do like we just don't trust her having. It's a funny one. If so, like a couple of nights ago, we had some friends staying. Um, I wasn't here, but Michael stayed in the living room on the sofa, and Percy stayed in the living room with him. Uh-huh. We like shut our bedroom door so she wasn't like falling all over our friends because they were staying in our room. Yeah. Um, and like. When you're in there with her, she's really good. Like, she doesn't ever actually try to, like, knock all the plates off the shelf in the kitchen. Right. 
But the fear is that it only needs the one time. Yeah. Like all, all it, like our TV, like isn't mounted on the wall. So like all it needs is the one time for her to like knock it off the TV stand. And mm-hmm. then like, that's the TV broken. <laughs> so like, so annoying. So yeah, we don't let her in the living room kitchen and she just sort of runs up and down the hallway for a bit and then gets into bed normally. Yeah. Um, which is fine. But yeah, then at night when they're, like you're so please just let me sleep yeah please i i'll i promise i'll play with you later i just Mm. um this is a really important time of night for me to sleep (laughs) yeah and also like everyone is always like oh it means you need to play with them more before bed i play with percy before bed sometimes it just doesn't make a difference she just like takes a notion and is like I feel like a menace yeah because also she like woke up and decided to do this you know Mm. what i mean it was like we Something happened. She probably had like a bad dream and was like, I better go run around the house like a psychopath. Because <laughs> she, the thing that she does, it says really loud as she runs up and down the stairs. So, like, it's just like, so loud. Yeah, just bombing it about the house, like, so loud. Yeah, I do think, like, because we live in a flat, an apartment. So I'm sometimes like, oh, Percy, like, it'd be so nice for you to have some stairs. But then equally, the noise of her running up and down the stairs will be so annoying. So annoying. It's, it's somehow the loudest thing. Yeah, Just... I believe you. <sighs> anyway, so that's what's going on over here. And then also it, like, it wakes up the dogs. So then the dogs are like, why is Millie running around? And they're concerned and... It's just a whole... Then everyone's awake, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, just more advice would be great from people. So Simba, like, he's stopped barking his reflection as much now. <laughs> like, he's kind of over that phase. Yeah. Um, he still will bark at birds in the garden, but we've just made our peace with the fact that, you know... Yeah. He's going to do that. But yeah. the, the newest thing is, like... He he's worked out like the cupboard that the treats are in. Like he now is like, oh, she goes in there and then she comes out with the yummy snack. Yeah. So he just like barks at my mum and barks at the cupboard and then barks at my mum and then barks at the cupboard. And just like if anybody <laughs> knows how to stop a dog doing that, the McLeod family would be super grateful yeah. because I will call my mum at like 2 p.m. on a Wednesday and I can just hear Simba barking back at my mum's like, Ella, he won't stop. He won't stop. He wants his treat. So. Oh, that's a hard one. It's real tricky. Like, how do you stop a dog barking, guys? Especially, I mean, yeah, because I still don't know. Because Crumb, Crumb still finds ways to, where you're like, no, I don't want to reward you for barking. Because I know mm. the thing of like, okay, like, you can't reward it. And then the moment they stop barking, you give them the treat. But like over time, it feels like, no, they get that too. Yeah. <laughs> and also like, now it feels like Simba like barks and stops and then gets a treat. Yeah. And then he, and he knows it's like how we worked out that if he gives you his paw, he gets a treat. So yes. Now you don't have to ask him. He just comes up to you and holds out his hand. Yeah. His paw. And it's like, it's like so demanding. It's such a demanding gesture. I wonder, does it now. do you remember when Gilly was on and she was talking about how her dog, it was for biting as a puppy. They couldn't, yeah. yeah. And then she figured out like, they say to ignore the behavior, but she was like, I just realized like I had to leave the room. 
I wonder if yeah. it's one of those where it's like you have to like not just ignore the behavior, but literally remove yourself from the space to be like, this is not an option for you to do. That's actually not a bad idea. You know, maybe. Yeah, mom, maybe do that. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Worst, and yeah, then also, a good idea. if nothing else, then you're not listening to a, bark, a barking oh, dog. That's what I was going to say, like, it gets quieter. <laughs> yeah. Well, he'll, like, bark outside the door for a bit, and then he gives up. Mm-hmm. But it's funny, isn't it, like, the guilt I feel when... <laughs> so, if Simba's, like, misbehaving, and then we just, like, put him outside of the room, yeah. all of my parents' doors inside are, like, glass, so you can still see him <laughs> oh, through, no. and he just looks at you, like, so hurt. Yeah. Like, I cannot believe you would do this to me. Like, I'm out here by myself in the hallway looking at you. Oh. Um, it's, it's, you feel real bad. Like, yeah. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> the, little, the little dog sad face through a window is, like... Real sad, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're, and they're good at it. They know. For sure. <laughs> um, as it is October, we decided that it's a good time for another Discomfort Creatures episode. Mm. Um, because it's time for creepy crawlies, etc. Um, and I decided to talk about the goblin shark, which is not like a thing I have to worry about encountering. But when I look at them, I do go, ew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling some discomfort. Yeah. That face. Yeah. I don't I don't love it. So we're yeah. gonna talk about that and see if if I can conquer my um that reaction by learning about yeah. it. Um, I'm absolutely not gonna conquer my reaction <laughs> for what I'm talking about. I don't about. think so. Um so if you know what, some people might actually need to skip this episode because I am struggling with this. You know, so I was saying to Alexis earlier, you know how the um there's like the meme at the moment of like ask men how often they think about the Roman Empire. Yes. And then it's like, oh my Roman Empire is. My Roman Empire is the Paris bug infestation. Yeah. The bed bugs in Paris, I cannot stop thinking about it. It lives in my brain rent free. <laughs> I it, it is like I it's so like horrific to me yeah like is it goes beyond discomfort like i it's like something out of a horror film which is appropriate for the time of year like oh anything infestation related truly just affects me on a really psychic level um so we're also going to be talking about that yeah yeah i don't i don't i think that we are um also in agreement on this one like i i don't think that i have a strong defense to be like no they're cute they're not so no, we'll see how not. it goes just but yeah the, the, that one that part might stay discomforting forever um and then also we have a some rehab stories and a discomfort creature from chelsea cool. Ella, i kind of think we should start with yours i think we should as well yeah I don't think we should end with mine. Yeah, <laughs> it's too sad. Um, it's too sad. So yeah, if anyone has seen this in the news, Paris has a bed bug infestation. Um, they're kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, buses, trains, the metro, cinemas, etc. Oh, um, in the cinema of all places. I rude. I don't. It's hard to say if like this is worse than other cities, 
obviously there's a media spotlight on it at the moment. So I'm going to go ahead and say that it is worse than other cities. Yeah. Purely because the idea that London is as bad makes me want to move. So, um, yeah, it's it's truly awful. So I think what happened was, you know, in the last few weeks, we've had Paris Fashion Week with the Rugby World Cup. Mm -hmm. So tourism in Paris has been really high. And as the um, those things came to an end, this new, this story came to the news that there are bed bugs everywhere. Um, and it's been pretty horrific to follow mm -hmm. i think it has to do with climate change the mm. rates of red bugs soaring um it's been a really humid and hot summer so i think there's probably been a bit of a surge for it surge of them yeah. so that's that's pretty awful um and like some of the accounts of people having to like get changed in hallways outside their apartments so they don't bring bed bugs into their homes is you know can you imagine like being in the hallway of your building and you and all your neighbors just like stripping off being like look we're in this together um you know yeah. i won't look at you you don't look at me but neither of us want bed bugs in our houses so we're gonna do what we're gonna do yes. like honestly and i think there's also just something particularly like paris is known for being such a kind of um it's a city that takes itself quite seriously right. i think yeah from my experience yeah. of it. And I love Paris. It's like probably my second favorite city after London. Mm -hmm. So of all the places, I just feel like there is going to be like zero sense of humor in Paris about this situation. Yes. Like it's, it, it, yeah. And also like the idea of a citywide infestation as well. Like it just feels so plague-like yes you know it feels like biblical yeah and um, I, read, I saw that they or i heard on the radio actually that they're i think a big part of the push to make sure they're gone is that the summer olympics are going to be in paris totally so they're like we have to get rid of this before that before that <laughs> yeah. um but then today i saw that like a school had to there's like an infestation in a school Ugh. so that's being dealt with like the transport ministers are speaking out about this so yeah i just think that like i'm never gonna feel okay about bed bugs no. and to be honest any creature where the word infestation can be applied i'm gonna i just really really struggle to get on board yeah. with and that's why like rodents are funny because mm -hmm. when i go into the pet store and i see the rats in their like little like um enclosures yeah and they're like running around and playing i'm like adorable yeah like the yeah. smart long-tailed besties so on board but then the idea of them existing as an infestation yeah it, it gives me like goosebumps yeah. all over and yeah. i want to take a hot 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 I bath think, yeah a lot of honestly any creature just like i think you're right an infestation there is just something so unnerving about it and i think that includes humans I think we do that a lot too. I'm sure if you zoom out more, you'd be like, oh my God, look at how many there are. Yeah. So. <laughs> totally. Oh my God. So true. We're an infestation. Definitely. We absolutely are. We come, we just um, like hollow out the ground around us and like put our little things in it and then like take down all the trees. <laughs> yeah. And then like leech parasitically <laughs> off the host. Yeah. yeah. It's so true. God. Um, but yeah, like, the mayor of Paris has called them a public health problem. Mm. Um, 
It's bad. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so I'm 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 just looking at like a bed bug, like in the simplest form. What is its what's its deal? And it's like right off the bat. Bed bugs are uh insects that feed on blood, usually at night. Their blood their bites can result in a number of health impacts, including skin rashes, psychological effects, and allergic symptoms. And that alone I go, okay, well we're not starting off very strong. Not a lot of So like, they're vampires. <laughs> they're teeny tiny vampires. Tiny vampires. Um, <sighs> anything that eats me can just get in the bin. Like, <laughs> honestly, like a la poubelle, as the mm-hmm. French would say, in the bin. I'm, I'm not here for it. Like mosquitoes as well, a la poubelle. Get rid of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Leave me and my blood alone. Yeah, I do remember. So in New York, there was a pretty bad infestation in like 2011. I want to say, or maybe ish. And my one of my best friends got them in their apartment and they had to basically like uh, take all of their like bedding and everything and like the, the, and just like get rid of it. Like it was just like this. This has to go in bags and you have to get rid of this and you have to stay somewhere else for a while. Um, but like, yeah, for so long, they were just like, I just. I don't trust any fabric, basically, is what happened. It was just, like, I just, it, because they, because they can just be in anything like that, it's just so hard to, like, I don't want to sit, I don't want to sit on a chair. No, honestly, like, I would feel the same way. And, like, how do you know if you have them? Do you just see them? Yeah, because they're, they're visible, you know what I mean? Like, that, that is one, I mean, it's gross, I think kind of gross, but they are, like, big enough to see with, you know, around. Um, Yeah. Because I have been like neurotically checking my bed yeah. since. Because also just before this Paris thing broke, one morning we woke up and Michael had a couple of bites on his back. Yeah. So I freaked out. I was like, we have bed bugs. Now, later that night, I was sat up watching a storm and I saw a mosquito and was like, you are the culprit. Yeah. <laughs> and I squished it and we've been fine yeah. since. But um, yeah. Just I also, the idea of anything in my bed, my sacred space. Yeah. Because that's also the thing as well. Like your bed where you're comfy. Yeah. And that's like the, the the place that's meant to be like soft and reassuring. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They're li- little, little boogie monster bugs. Honestly. They really are. They are um, truly the stuff of nightmare. I also have like tryptophobia, which is that oh yeah don't yeah yeah so, yeah. so I, ha- yeah. I have that and frequently yeah, it's also from yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah if you don't know what that is it's like oh it's hard to exp- it's basically like uh a, a, an aversion to like things with lots of patterns holes. Yeah, yeah like patterns yeah. and lots of holes and i think that bed bugs kind of create that space do you know what i mean where you're they like oh really you're, you're you're creating one of those in my bed and i think that's part of why yeah. it's so scary it's like don't burrow in my bed and make little like yeah, oh my god right? stop this is so we're gonna have to so trigger warn this episode this is such a phobia ridden episode because like both of those things honestly make me want to like shower yeah. and bleach look i'm just like, trying to I analyze just, it <laughs> no you're so right like that is exactly what it is my i also have tryptophobia it's got better in recent years mm-hmm. there was a time where i couldn't even cut open like a bell pepper because all of the seeds would yeah. freak me out like Oh, so I so get what you mean. And it is absolutely that. It's just anything that exists 
on mass. I've said this before. It's like mm-hmm. with flying ants. Anything where there, where there are just like too many and they're small and they feel like they're everywhere. It, honestly, like, Ugh. yeah. Yeah. I actually, yeah, yeah. Awful. 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 I agree. So bad. Makes me just want to burn everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, I think we can safely say that bed bugs fully just get to be a discomfort creature. Yeah, they're not. They don't. It's not like it's not like pigeons that I'm working on. No, they, alapubel, alapubel, and also yeah, like I think um, you don't. It's nice to not. It's a thing you don't need to work on, and that's kind of nice. <laughs> it's one less yeah, thing to absolutely. worry about. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm doing so much work on myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take this one on. No, and you don't have to. Um, right. Also, just fun. LA thing is that there's a restaurant here called La Poubelle, which is fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Why would they call their restaurant the bin? Because it's funny. Because <laughs> it's kind of going to go eat in the bin. Yeah, because it's a little bit fancy. So like, oh, is I, it? yeah. So I think it's a funny. Oh, it's like funny. a French bistro called the Trash Can, basically. So that's that's funny. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah. So that's you know something nice that came of this. That is, and I just honestly like if I if I can manifest anything for all of us is that we all go our entire lives never having bed bugs. Yeah, like that's oh, truly that's nice. a wish that I have for everybody. Yeah, like, and yeah. okay, here's what I will say: if you have them, like not you specifically, but like if one gets them, like it is creepy. It's also though like not like you're not gonna get you know. Hor- horrifically sick like it is a thing that is no. it's treatable and also that you, it's like, so treatable you can get rid of them it's not like yeah. once you have them you have them forever like they are it's a it's like an issue that can be treated and that is totally nice. so it is nice it's just so inconvenient yes. as well the inconvenience of having to like wash everything and throw everything away and move and get a fumigator in and yeah oh like so you much have to work. take days off work yeah because it's, oh, it's so long yeah, I'll be interested to see how like France handles it moving forward. Also, like, what are the options you take as a country to like eradicate such a thing? I guess Paris. Yeah, but it also it's a one good thing. I was just thinking of like, LA has really bad public transportation. Like, it doesn't get used, and a little bit. I'm like, well, that's one perk of not everyone <laughs> sharing public transportation. Is that like I think that it would be a lot harder for bed bugs to spread here. Because yeah, you're in your car. <laughs> yeah, London is not like that, Mm-mm. and that is my fear. Yeah, but I I just think that in general, like Europe on the whole is better at handling these kind of things anyway. So. Oh yeah, I probably yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine like New York getting a bedbug infestation and like like you know high up governmental officials being like this is a real public health problem. No. No, it's Do like, you know what I mean? like New York was like, oh, we got to deal with this. But like, the, like, I think it also ended up being more of a dispute between like tenants and landlords than yeah, the government, because it was a lot of like, I think that is one like basic right that tenants have to, or I mean, that landlords have to provide for tenants is like, you can't, I, you have to deal with it if you, if I'm renting a house from you and it's like, has bugs or infestations, totally. so. It was a lot of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, look, good luck, Paris. I really hope you get rid of your bed bugs. Yeah, please do. I really want to come back next year, and I, I genuinely won't if there are bed bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Ooh, I um, like making it a little bit of a threat. Like, hey, Paris, if you want me to visit, you got to get rid of those. Bugs. Get rid of your bed bugs. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, like I will withhold my tourism. She says living in London, which is also definitely infested with bed bugs. Like, oh my god, there are bugs everywhere, guys. Yeah, it's really stressful. That's true. This is why everyone should get cats because mm-hmm. I genuinely think that like I have less bugs because I have a cat. Definitely. Like she to, just for, kills like, them all. For better or worse, like. Most of the time I find a bug in the house, it is already dead because the cats have found it first. For sure. For sure. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen. And together we are The Flophouse, a long-running podcast on the Maximum Fun Network, where we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. And because we're so long-running, maybe you haven't given us a chance. I get it, but you don't actually have to know anything about previous episodes to enjoy us, and I promise you that if you find our voices irritating, we grow endearing over time. Perhaps you listened to one of our old episodes and decided that we were dumb and immature. Well, we've been doing this a while now. We have become smarter and more mature, and generally nicer to Dan. But we are only human, so no promises. Find the Flophouse on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Co-Optober continues in celebration of National Co-Op Month. I'm Kevin Ferguson, senior producer and worker-owner at Maximum Fun. I'm Marissa Flaxbart, producer, and I'm also a worker-owner at Max Fun. This week is all about community. Of course, we wouldn't be a co-op without the Max Fun community. And we love it whenever members of our audience get together. So we're having another Max Fun meetup day this Thursday, October 12th. And next week, we'll be hosting a panel discussion with other worker owners across the co-op community. And we are still selling our limited edition launch crew merch available to all Max Fun members. But only through the end of the month. For more info on Meetup Day and everything Co-Optober, head to MaximumFun.org slash Co-Optober. That's C-O-O-P-T-O-B-E-R. Have a great week. I'm actually really excited to talk about your horrendous shark now <laughs> yeah. because of how upsetting the like bugs, how upset bugs make yeah. me. Yeah, I think there's such a difference because I can talk about this gob- goblin shark kind of all day and like look at it and go ew but i don't actually have to worry about like this goblin shark being in my bed yeah or just like <laughs> bumping into it on the bus or something like <laughs> although that would be absolutely horrifying oh yeah can you imagine like turning around and there just being a goblin just, shark behind you oh god just in the little seat awful um yeah so goblin sharks if if an image doesn't immediately come to your mind, so they look like, okay, you have your basic shark, just default shark, and then you take the nose and you make the nose super long. Um, the nose extends past the mouth, like, by several feet. And then you make the mouth, instead of being normal shark mouth, um, it, like, fits in, like, a little pocket that can extend, like, retract and go in. Mm. Um and there's like a, it's very, it sort of looks like um, if someone doesn't have lips. Like it's just so yeah. much like gum. gum exposed that can be like moved around. And there is something oddly anthropomorphic about yeah. them. Like I would say that if any of you listening watch One Piece, 
or are familiar with One Piece, like the shark fishmen from Fishmen Island in One Piece are very reminiscent of like look it up, Alexis, you'll see what I mean. Like this is this is the closest real life shark I've seen to a one piece fishman shark. Do you oh, know what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Right? Definitely. Well, okay, so here's what's really interesting. I'll kind of jump ahead then to I did find a little bit of like uh lore mythology, which is yeah. that the common name goblin shark is a um like uh what do you want to call it it, it basically comes from the traditional japanese name for uh tenguzami which is a uh japanese it's a tengu which is a japanese mythical uh mythical creature often depicted with a long nose and a red face so they're called a goblin shark based on this tengu um which is cool oh yeah. Ooh, so yeah, yeah you, I know what you, you mean. You probably yeah. see around that. Yeah, they're literally like little, they're usually like little red humanoid figures with super long noses. Um, and so that's where the goblin shark gets its name. Which is just cool. Wow. Yeah. That is cool. So that's, yeah. That's a point in the goblin shark's favor, I'd say. I like when Agreed. things have a, a mythological root. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So the goblin shark, it's a deep sea shark. Um, and they are also sometimes called a living fossil. It is the only um, living representative of the uh, mits- mitsukundurai. I tried saying that. I tried practicing saying that before, but it didn't work. Um, it is a, it has a lineage of some 125 million years. So it is damn. Yeah, it's an old old fella. Yeah, maybe we should put some respect on the goblin shark's name, you know. Yeah. Like that's an old, old fish. Yeah, it definitely yeah, it gives like it gives dinosaur vibes. I could see that. Yeah. Um, look at those teeth. Uh. Yeah. And it is, yeah, oh, the reason it's based on that Tengu is also because like they are they're pink. Like they are much more pink than a regular shark. Um <sighs> it's got that that long flat snout. It has a that um Movable they jaw. are really upsetting they to really, look at. Like, I'm yeah, not they really lie. are. Um, and here's okay. They can be lengthwise. They can be between ten and thirteen feet long. Just in general, that's like their average size, which is three and four meters, if you prefer. Wow. Um, but that's also like they can get bigger because they found one captured that was um measured twenty feet, or six meters. You know. <laughs> I could have gone like my whole life without knowing that they were out there in the sea yeah. and that one was 20 feet. Yes. Like where, where do they live, Alexis? Um, well, like where, what okay. ocean do I avoid? They're in all the oceans. Oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> they, I, that was one of the things about them where it's like they've kind of been found everywhere, but they're rare. So it's like, okay, you're not, and they, they're, um, they're, I, another word I learned is an benthopelagic, which is basically means that they're, they're, they're bottom feeders. They're, they live on the bottoms of the ocean, like on the seafloor and that's how they eat. Um, so you're, it's very unlikely that any of us will encounter a goblin shark just by visiting the ocean. Mm. But I think, um, fishermen do occasionally accidentally catch them and that's how they know that they're just kind of around sometimes they're like whoa (laughs) thought this was tuna um they 
also <clears throat> have like this their, their snout is is covered with um ampullae of lorenzini they are like electroreceptors that enable it to sense minute electrical fields produced by nearby prey um so basically they have like electric powers that, like that they can sense they have a spidey sense is what i'm going to call it uh and wild they use that because that that crazy um like retractable jaw like snaps out so they'll like sense a thing and be like oh it's over there and be really still and then only send their jaw out to catch their prey um which i think is so what's the deal with their noses then they're just good at like sensing movement because it's so dark down there they can't rely on their eyes so they're wow electromagnetic fields that they sense with their noses. Yeah, with their no- their big creepy noses. Wow. <laughs> so it's cool. That's very cool. It's cool. It is still a little bit like kind of creepy. I just don't like that that their their jaw moves around. No. Like, I don't like that either. That's not it's it's both a point in their favor and not in their favor. No, but it <laughs> It's just all very upsetting. Yeah. Like, like I just i I really want to be someone that loves all creatures. <laughs> um, I'm upset by these. Um, and the other thing that I thought was interesting, the last thing was just that um, we don't really know about their like reproduction cycle because a pregnant female has never been found and studied. So, like, it's. They're like, it probably shares reproductive <clears throat> characteristics of other mackerel sharks, um, which have small litter sizes and embryos that grow during gestation by eating underdeveloped eggs, which I didn't know also. Um, Wait, what do you mean? They eat their own egg? I guess. It says they eat wow. underdeveloped eggs called... I'm not warming to them, you know? No. That's okay, like, it I'm says... I'm really not. It's called oophagy or oophagy uh, um, or sometimes called ovophagy and it's literally egg eating it's a practice of embryos feeding on eggs produced by the ovary while still inside the mother's uterus so it's all okay so it's internal so they just digest the ovary that's inside yeah it's thought to occur in all sharks in this order of a latin word that i don't feel like saying is also this has given me i think we need to do an episode on animals with weird reproduction cycles because there's another one that I read recently. Is it eels? Nobody knows how they reproduce. Yes. Yeah. Eels. Ooh, I think that's a, eels are cool. That's a good. That's one. another episode. Yeah. 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 That's that's well. like one of those wormholes I've gone down just on my own. Being like, what do you mean? Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I don't fully understand. We. I'll just need to look at this more because it is truly. It's one of those things where you're like, I think I get rep- reproduction in general. Like, I have a good, like, okay, like, often, like, they lay the eggs somewhere else, and then they fertilize the eggs, and then all of a sudden you introduce, like, these embryos just feed on eggs produced by the... What are you talking about? What do you I mean know, the eggs right. eat each other inside the... You, I, what? I, I thought we had this kind of simplified for my, my little brain, but apparently not. Yeah, no, it's weird. Um, so, yeah, that's the goblin shark. I'm... 
how do I feel about the goblin shark after learning about it? Mm, still don't want to meet one. Mm. Would like to see one. Mm, would, I, would I want to see a goblin shark in person? Hmm. I guess if it was at an aquarium, I would definitely go look at it. Yeah. No, it would be cool to see one. Cool. But absolutely like. From like, like maybe or like maybe like in a boat at sea. <laughs> Where I'm like safely yeah. away, but like, yeah, like that's that's one that um I can appreciate from a distance. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, I don't know how to explain this. There's just something about the, the 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 makeup of their face that also, if they could talk, like this guy is annoying. So agree. I think that might so be most agree. of it. <laughs> I so agree with you. He um. This is the kind of guy, right, that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you meet at a party mm-hmm. and you tell him that you're a writer or a podcaster yeah. and he's like, I actually have, have written a book myself. And then he <sighs> unprompted tells you all about the book or the podcast that he's done himself. And it is always somehow about how, like, um, uh, you know, women's roles have changed <laughs> and, like, the gender pay gap is a myth and... Um, yeah the sexual liberation of women is like a bad thing and eventually we're all just yes. gonna be like and you know you, you know what i mean like it's it's that guy yeah like goblin it's, shark it's the guy that listens he, to he writes like a yeah he listens he, he listens to joe rogan to joe rogan he absolutely listens to joe rogan <laughs> and he he his idea is like a like a, a budget black mirror yes always just like thinly veiled misogyny yes like that's who he is like Ugh. for sure yeah yeah that's exactly what this guy is and like i could just tell that he like laughs way too loud at his own jokes so true like it's so true and and does that thing yeah he he's the kind of guy who's like i just don't think that women can be funny and you're like yeah literally okay cool so that's I, I don't know if I like the Goblin Shark's personality that I've created. Yeah, no, he just gives off that vibe and I don't think we'd get along. That's how I yeah. feel. Yeah. Um, okay, well, those are our discomfort creatures this week. I feel like they're both staying in the discomfort. I think they bin. are. I think they are. Um, I'm not warming to either of them. No. That's fine. And that's fine. And that's, you know, it is, like we said, this is the, it's October. It's the time for actually discomforting creatures this is the closest we get to a horror episode i guess particularly because a lot of the typically discomforting creatures we quite like like bats and snakes and things yes so like we have to look off the wall for the truly discomforting ones you know what i mean and um bed bugs and goblin sharks do that for me so absolutely Ella, we have a listener discomfort creature submission slash rehab stories. Uh, kind of a ready pet go, but, you know, more niche. This cool. Week. Amazing. Yeah. This one's from Chelsea. She writes. Hello, comfort creatures. I really enjoyed the opossum episode. It's nice to know that there are other people out there who find opossums cute. You asked for stories about wildlife rehabilitation, and I have a few. When I was growing up, my mom became a licensed rehabilitator, and as a family, we raised orphaned birds and squirrels. 
Some of the first babies that we raised and set free were starlings. They were very tame and would come back and eat from our hands, land on our shoulders, and disrupt picnics. One starling attempted a landing onto the bald head of a guest, and another really freaked out the neighbors, who we weren't actually friends with, by suddenly appearing on their shoulders and squawking for tidbits. I'm not sure if our neighbors were aware that we were raising birds, so that was probably a weird experience for them. When your guest mentioned the importance of not letting baby animals imprint on humans, I could agree. However, I have absolutely magical memories of our grown-up squirrels coming down from the trees and climbing up our legs. Our first blue jay following us up in the treetops and we, when we went for walks in the woods and an assortment of other birds coming back to visit us. When we had small babies, sometimes we had to take them with us when we would leave the house on errands so that we would continue their feeding on time. We lived way out in the sticks and errands could take several hours. One time was particularly memorable. Faced with the dilemma of a hot car in a blistering parking lot and not sure about the store's policy on bringing wild animals inside, I poured our box of baby squirrels into my sweatshirt and walked into the grocery oh store God. with my mom. No one said anything about my lumpy and squiggly sweatshirt, and if a little head poked out of a sleeve of the hood, I would carefully boop it back inside before anyone noticed. I would later do the same thing while taking my beloved Dumbo rats out on errands with me. And one time, while handing back a book at the library, one of them ran through my sleeve and peeked out at the moment the librarian was taking the book back. And I think the incident took several years off of her life. I feel a little bad about that. Anyway, love the podcast. And if I may, I would like to nominate the soft-shelled turtle for discomfort creatures. I am a very big turtle fan and have three turts of my own. I love all turtles dearly but I struggle with the trions and die. I don't like their lips. I don't like their necks. I don't understand why they bother having shells or even bother to be turtles at all <laughs> when they are that squishy. I know they don't mean to be that unpalatable and I should love them anyway, but I'm not there yet. Here are some photos. I understand. <laughs> yeah. The second one I actually kind of like just because the face is so endearingly stupid looking, but I really don't like how the body does not fit inside the shell in any way. The last photo is of my darling Brynhilda, a much more reasonable turtle. All the best and much love, Chelsea. Okay, so. Yeah. Wow, okay, working backwards. Yes. Brunhilde, excellent name for a turtle. Fantastic. 10 out of 10 yeah. naming yeah. that turtle. She looks like a Brunhilde. Yep. Brunhilde, that's so good. Yep. That's just so good, I'm obsessed. Yeah. Um, I had never heard... <laughs> Of these turtles, the yeah. Um, they've kind of broken my brain a bit. Like I actually <laughs> can't really process what I'm seeing. Like this yeah. looks like such an accident. Like yeah. they really just look like whatever divine creator may or may not exist. Sort of like was pressing buttons without looking one day and was like, "Oops, what Oop. did I make?" Well, uh -oh. I guess we'll see. Ew. Like, sorry. Yeah, they also really give like Jim Henson <laughs> vibes. They look a bit like the Skeksy from Dark Crystal. Yes, that's exactly what they look like. <laughs> so that's exactly what they look like. Yeah, which is a look. Maybe for that's sure. what it's based on. Maybe like at least the face, especially yeah. of, of that second one that Chelsea sent. Like. Really? That's exactly what I, I couldn't put my finger on what it reminded me of. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, we're going to post those pictures because they are. Yeah. Those are that they might need an episode of their own, you know, Alexis. I'm that's not going to lie to you. Like I, um, I might make note of them. Yeah. 
I don't really know what to do with the information that exists. <laughs> I need some way to process it. So I guess I'll just talk about it on a podcast because I don't yeah. know what else to do with it. No, I don't know what else to do with this information. Um, I've also just Googled Dumbo rats and oh, yeah. um, I want one. Aren't they cute? I really want one. Yeah. Like, obviously, I can't because I have a Bengal, but, yeah. you know, I want one. They're, they've got the big ears. They've got the big ears. Yeah. They just look kind of friendly. Yeah. The idea of like one are. just, and the idea of like just one just like being curled up asleep in like an inside pocket. Yeah. And just like poking her little head out to say hi. Like I really oh. vibe with that. Yeah. Yeah. Just looking at, yeah. Really, that's a nice one to, that's the perfect like rats, like we said, associated with like kind of spooky things. But then you look at a Dumbo rat and it's like, no, that's, that's not scary at all. No, that's a little buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's a little friend. With That's a little friend. Um, these, these rehab stories are so good also. Uh, yeah. Extremely, like, having a bunch of squirrels in your sweatshirt is very Bob Ross. Um, which, do you have Bob Ross there? The painter? This is so, this is fascinating. I've never thought about what an American thing it is, but. Bob Ross would just, he did a painting show on like the public access channel where he would just paint, paint pictures. Um, no, live. not familiar with this oh, dude. It's, it's, it's my version of ASMR. I, I listen, I watch Bob Ross almost every night. <laughs> it's like how I fall asleep all the time. Um, but Aww. he also used to rehabilitate squirrels. And so sometimes in the middle of an episode, Cute. he'd be like, we're just going to take a little bit of a break and I want to show you some of my new friends. And then he would just show you, like, in his little pocket, he would have a little squirrel. A baby squirrel. And he's just That's the really most wholesome, wholesome man. <laughs> yeah. He's the sweetest. Um, and, yeah, I, you're, I love that the neighbors that you didn't like had, had birds just land on them. Because absolutely so they didn't know you were doing that. And that was just no. a weird experience for them that they probably also talk about still. Yeah, 100%. Like, I would love to hear that story from the neighbor's perspective. <laughs> But also I wonder, like, did the birds know that you didn't really like the neighbours and were they just like, Ooh. you've been really good to us, we're going to freak out your neighbours because... <laughs> it's a good prank. You know, we're, we're, we're petty and it would be funny. Like, they've not been nice to you, so... <laughs> uh, incredible. Uh, thank you so much for sending that. I loved it. Um, and yeah, send us, if you have rehabilitation stories, baby animal stories, discomforting creatures, anything, email them to us at comfortcreatures at maximumfun.org. Um, yep. Join us on Discord. Join us on Instagram. Also, just a quick little announcement that we will be taking next week off. So there'll be no episode out on the 19th of October, but we will be back on the 26th. So don't don't fret. Yeah, we're on holiday, guys. Yeah, we're both so, we're both going to be out of town. So we're both away. Yeah. See you soon. Where are you going, Alexa? I'm going to Michigan to a friend's wedding. Mm. Which I'm very excited about because there will be trees and a big lake. Nice. Yeah. Do you think you're going to see any, I don't know, what animals do they have in Michigan? I don't know. You're going to have to wait until I report back. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going, by the way? I'll be in Ireland mm-hmm. um, for Michael's 30th. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, exciting big birthday. Fun. There will be animals. Yeah. In Ireland. Um, so that will be exciting. I love that. Well, okay, great. 
Well, then we'll see see everyone in two weeks. Yeah. Um, sorry that we talked about actually scary animals this episode. Yeah. Apologies. I'm like uncomfortable still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess we we did exactly what we set out to do. Uh, okay. I've been Alexis B. Preston. I've been Ella McLeod. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.